Hey there, Grease the Wheels Nation. This episode of Grease the Wheels is sponsored by the Toolheads Crate. Toolheads Crate is a monthly subscription crate service that is made for you, and they're loaded up full of goodies like coupons, discount codes, and t-shirts to some of your favorite tool companies, as well as the stuff that gives you a little taste of what those companies have to offer. Their slogan, Cheap Box Better Stuff, that's right, they are not going to be gouging you with fancy advertising or fancy shipping. Nope, they are just getting a cheap box and loading it full of stuff that's going to make your life easier. This month, the Golden Wrench Box winner wins a high-definition video boroscope from SP Tools USA valued at over $520. If you've never used one of these, you have to. They're absolutely awesome. Me and Uncle Jimmy actually had a lot of fun with one of them when my brake booster filled with ice. Toolheads Crate, proud sponsor of Grease the Wheels. All right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's your Uncle Jimmy coming to you live from the Rock and Roll Garage with your weekly technician podcast called Grease the Wheels, a podcast for automotive technicians and anybody else who fucking feels like listening. Hey, today we're going to talk about the things, the heinous, the heinous things that we do to automobiles. And I'm not talking about customers necessarily, although they're known for doing very heinous things to their cars. I'm talking about the things that we do to them too sometimes. Now in the past, I have owned several cars. And some of these cars I bought just for parts. And once once I got the parts off of them, well, it was fair game. As far, <laughs> it was fair game as far as what happened to that car. Uh, there were cars, and I'm talking on the order of about 50 or 60 different cars that I bought or owned just for a specific part or specific parts. But I had quite a few and I've done a lot of heinous things to them, things that were not good, things that kept them from ever working again, kept them from ever even being a solid piece of material or a a vehicle, so to speak. And uh, I don't have any qualms about doing any of these things. Uh, I know that cars are a consumer product they are as expendable and disposable as a Bic lighter or as a something else that you would throw away. I mean, really like a bread wrapper or a, a candy bar wrapper. They're just, they're a consumer product. You buy them, you use them. When you're done, you fucking throw them away. But you can have some fun. <laughs> you can have some fun with them before you throw them away, you know. And I know that you know what I'm talking about. A lot of you have done things like this uh, where you take a car and you shoot it. That is absolutely, honest to God, one of the best things you can ever do to a car. If you, and I mean this seriously, okay, this is not bullshit from your Uncle Jimmy. If you are frustrated at work and you find maybe working on one or two cars has really frazzled you, it's driven you crazy, one of the best things that you can do is find a friend who maybe has a couple of junkers out behind his house that he doesn't want anymore. Maybe you have a junker out behind your house that you don't want anymore. And maybe you have a gun or guns because I know a lot of you do have guns. A lot of you are big gun fans, and I myself am sort of a gun fan. I don't have any, but I've fired quite a few, and some of the most fun that I've ever had is taking a gun and firing it at a car because cars make wonderful targets. Now, obviously, I'm talking about cars that don't have any fucking people in them. Thank you, God. 
Okay, I don't, I, I don't want you shooting cars with people in them. Don't do that. Okay, that might be fun too, but not after someone gets hurt or dies and you get arrested and thrown in jail. And who knows where you are? You might get put into an electric chair and zapped. So don't do that. But if you have an old car out behind the house and nobody's in it. Feel free to shoot that motherfucker because I'm telling you what, there is nothing, and I really mean this literally, nothing more satisfying. Well, okay, there's a couple of things that are more satisfying. I agree, okay, but in the top five of things that are really, really satisfying is shooting cars, especially with high-powered rifles and, you know, assault weapons if you have those or shotguns even 22s because 22s make a wonderful little hole in the car and they they don't cost a lot and it's just fucking fun it really is i had one car i bought many years ago was a 1971 cutlass supreme obviously a beautiful car when it was new i bought it from a gas station that was using it as a scrap metal dumpster it had some parts in it that i wanted I dragged it out to the, the farm out behind my parents' house and removed all the parts I wanted from it. And what was left was uh, not much, but it was sheet metal and glass and whatever. And we shot the living fucking shit out of that car. I, I really mean this literally when I say to you, we probably put about a million rounds into that car. It, was, it sat out back for probably a good 10, 12 years and about 25 or 30 times a year, we went out there with thousands of rounds of ammunition and just shot the living fucking piss out of that car. And it was f- fun every fucking time. I mean, we, and then what we would do, because, you know, that only was so much fun for a little while. Well, what we would do after a while is get a whole nother car, put it out there in the general, same general vicinity as that car and shoot the fucking shit out of that one too. I had... One occasion where I invited a bunch of friends over and we took an old Chevy van and we blasted the fucking crap out of it. And it was, it was great fun. It was great fun. And then uh, we had somebody come along and wanted to take it to the scrapyard and we said that they could have it. And they found it very difficult to tow it because it had been so shot up and the wheels and tires were all flat. And uh, uh, he complained, well, I had a hard time getting that out of there. I got you're going to have to excuse me if I don't give a fuck, okay? It was it was scrap metal. It can't always be easy, dickhead. Uh, we did that a couple of times. We had a lot of fun. We we shot up an old Chevy van the first time, and then the second time we did a, a Pontiac 6000 with a seized engine, and uh, we fucking murdered that car. We got done at the end of the day. We had no ammunition left. We just started hitting it with boards and metal poles and whatever else we had, and it was a, it was a great deal of fun. Uh, I, I suggest, you know, maybe if you can uh, get a shooting range in your area to sponsor something like this where you have technicians come out with their guns and shoot up a car because uh, it's it's very uh, therapeutic. It is extremely therapeutic. What I started talking about, though, when I got started with this, before I started talking about shooting cars, was things that we do to cars sometimes are just not good. Uh, as a mechanic, I try to make every repair 100% correct and good and right and proper all the time. There, I don't let up on that. That's a, a mantra that I live by. It's a dogma that I have and hold dear to my heart. And I try to make them good, you know. Uh, but there are times, and there have been cars that were so horrible, so, so neglected 
and abused and misused and terrible that they should have been scrapped, but that's what the customer had. I don't know why in some cases they still had them. Uh, sometimes we would recommend that they get rid of the fucking thing. They rarely ever did. Lots of times people have a car and they drive it and it works barely, but it's all they've got. So you're not gonna be able to talk them out of it and they don't have any money or whatever and they drive it, it's completely 100% unsafe and it should have been squished into a little cube many, 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 many months ago, many years ago, maybe even in some cases. And you, you hit them with a quote to repair some system on there that they just can't deal with being broken anymore and then you scare them off. You almost have to scare them off because if you touch one thing on these cars, five other things are gonna break and they're gonna accuse you of breaking them and if your boss is any kind of a person at all, they'll probably make you fix them for free and they'll pay for the parts or whatever. So a lot of times you have to say no, but you get these cars, we get them all the time. And you you have, I don't wanna say it's a book of tricks, but you have a few little things that you do to keep them going. You know, you wire tie things up, you tape this wire because it's bare. Uh, you maybe put tape on something to hold it together. Maybe you use some heat shrink to make a tube not leak air anymore. Uh, there's a million little things that you do. And it, to me, it, it all falls under the category of heinous things that people do to cars. Even if it's you, even if it's me, I just, I feel like they're heinous things to do. I just feel like every car should be repaired properly. I'm sure you do too, that every car should be repaired properly and that you should be paid well for making it work properly. I agree. I agree 100%, okay? Now, why am I talking about repairing a car properly after talking about shooting them? Well, you have to know where the where the edge is, where the line is, where where the point of demarcation is, okay? You draw a line in the sand, and it could be your line or it could be the customer's line in the sand is, look, how much money are we gonna put in this car before it's not gonna be worth it? Well, sometimes it's, sometimes if it's so fucked up, it's just a nickel. And you're like, look, I wouldn't even put gas in the fucking tank. I'd be afraid that it's not even gonna make it out the fucking gas station driveway you know, onto the highway again, and I'm gonna be out the 10 bucks I just put in a tank, you know? That is what I'm talking about uh, mainly, is cars that should have been retired a long, long time ago. Sometimes they're not. Now, your line in the sand as a technician is gonna be different than the line in the sand for uh, some of your customers. And what I call it, I had a name for it years ago. I don't like to use this name anymore, but it, it's, it's very appropriate. It's called the I don't give a fuck line. Did the car get past? Is the car broken? Well, yes, it is broken. And guess what? I don't give a fuck. It's past the point of I don't give a fuck. Now, in my opinion, some cars are already at the point of I don't give a fuck when they build them. Okay, there's a lot of cars I don't like. And I really would like to try to spare you my opinion of cars because I think it's a... I think it's kind of an asshole move for me to sit here and say to you, oh, I don't like this brand of car and I don't like that brand of car. That's not what it's all about, okay? We're technicians, we fix cars. We sometimes don't get to choose what cars we fix. It's an unfortunate uh, uh, reality of working in an independent shop. Uh, if you don't like working on other makes of cars uh, that may seem completely foreign to you, even if they're not foreign made, uh, they are foreign to you as far as cars that you repair. If you're an independent, you're at the mercy of the, whoever it is that's bringing work into your shop. Uh, if you decide that you would like to concentrate and focus on one brand and one brand only, you can certainly go to a dealership. That's what I did. 
Uh, but I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and run down every brand there is. Okay, they all build. I mean, there's several brands of cars right now out there being built. Some are great. Some are not so great. Some are terrible. I don't want to sit here and tell you what I think of all these cars. Okay. Uh, my opinion doesn't matter to you. It shouldn't matter to you anyway. I mean, just for an example, take a Kia. In my opinion, they're not very well built. The gentlemen who are work on, working on them are replacing engines like mad. Apparently, at some point in time, when they were building the engines, they didn't flip them over to allow the chips run out to run out of them. So that's what I'm talking about when I say sometimes vehicles have heinous things done to them even before customers get their hands on them, sometimes even before the dealer gets their hands on them. Sometimes heinous things happen to cars at the dealership. Now, hopefully this doesn't happen very often. Hopefully it doesn't seem to happen at my dealer. But we did have one car, and this was actually fairly recent, where a gentleman bought a car. He special ordered it, came in, and it was a specific color. And then he went and he had some really goofy-ass-looking stripes put on it. And then the next thing I know, a week later, he has the, the car shows up again, and a gentleman from a body shop down the street comes down and he is installing a great big fucking wing on it. And I just feel like that is like really the ultimate and heinous things to do to a car, especially when the car was, it's a very nice car. Uh, the color didn't really suit me. The stripes didn't suit me at all. And the wing, I mean, that really just pushed me over the edge. I uh, just felt like this guy had ruined the car. Okay, now I'm gonna, not going to tell you what kind of car it was, but it was a well-made car. It had beautiful lines. It was a high-performance car, so it did what it's going to do. It doesn't care that it has stripes on it or even a f- fucking wing. It doesn't, it doesn't know, okay? It doesn't have the intelligence. Uh, maybe someday cars will have these, these qualities, but for right now, they don't have the intelligence and the wherewithal to say to a customer, why the fuck are you doing that, Dave? Why are you putting a wing on my trunk lid? I don't want a wing on my trunk lid. It is a juvenile move to put a wing on my trunk lid, and I can't have that. I will refuse to start until you remove it. You know, kind of like an automotive version of Alexa, you know. Alexa, tell Dave to get the fucking wing off his car. Dave, stop being a fucking asshole and take the wing off your car. Sorry, that's my impression of Alexa. I can't do a very good one. Uh, until cars start talking to us, and actually they already do, but in a very limited fashion. You know, you press a button, and it might ask you if you want to dial a number or something. It's just usually phone commands. My Colorado talks to me, and I don't like it when it talks to me. Uh, you know, if I press a button, I know I press the button. It doesn't have to fucking tell me that I pressed the goddamn button for the phone. I don't need that shit. I don't want my car talking to me because if my car starts talking to me, it's not going to take very long for my car to start talking back to me. And that I I definitely don't want because heinous things will definitely fucking happen if my car talks back to me. If if I press the button and say, James, why are you calling that girl? She doesn't like you. Don't talk back to me. She hates your guts. I'm going to smash you into a fucking wall. James, that isn't going to solve the problem that she doesn't like you. Shut up! Press the button again. All right, I'm not going to call her, asshole. Uh, I don't need cars to talk, okay? Uh, other heinous things that happen to cars. This is nobody Nobody is discouraging anybody from doing this. And they fucking should. At least in my opinion, they should. Uh, 
people who buy a car and then suddenly they want to buy all of the accessories for that car. And I think the worst, the worst version of that is Jeeps because uh, number one, Jeeps have been around for what's not since 1941, 1940, 41. Okay. So they've been around for a long time and people, even early on, the GIs strap shit to them. Okay. But they were trying to survive a fucking war folks. Okay. So if you see an army Jeep from 1941 or 42 or till the end of the war in 45 with a fucking shovel strapped to it or an ax, a lot of them had axes strapped to them. Gas cans, spare tires. They have all that shit strapped to them so that they could fight a fucking war. Do you understand me? Okay. So if you have a Jeep now, say you buy one of these modern Jeeps, you know, with air conditioning and an OBD2 port to tell you what's wrong with the engine and a spare tire and you strap all of this shit to it. My question is, Where's the fucking war? Do you need all that shit strapped to that fucking vehicle? Probably not. Because you're just driving from your house down a suburban street to a highway and then off the highway onto an industrial parkway and then you park at a building where you work in an office or whatever and then you get back in the fucking thing and you drive back home again. Not once ever going off the fucking pavement. But you know what? You've got these great big dick CPEX tires and you've got one of those fucking magical jacks attached to the hood and you've got KC Daylighters all along the top of the windshield and you've got a winch and you've got all this stuff. And it makes your Jeep look cool to some people. But there's no fucking war. You don't need that shit. So that's... It's another example of some of the heinous shit there. Now, some of you might think I don't like Jeeps. You'd be wrong. I've actually owned a Jeep, but the Jeep that I owned lost the war with salt, and it was so fucking rotted. It had a plow on it, which made it useful until the plow rotted off. Seriously, it was dangling by its chain. Seriously. It was worthless. It ran okay, which was kind of amazing, but it was worthless. It should have been scrapped. I shouldn't have bought it. I sold it, so I, I made out all right. I sold it for what I bought it for. Played with it for a few weeks, but the plow rotted off. Oh, gotta love rust. You know, and then that's another thing that's heinous is when God and, and physics and chemistry decide that they're going to uh, modify your vehicles for you by making them lighter, by rusting big, large chunks of it off of it uh that's what killed my jimmy i used to have a gmc jimmy which i i love dearly to be honest with you it was comfortable to ride in and always ran and it was easy for me to work on but there was one night i was trying to take something off of it and i hit the frame with my air impact and after about three or four seconds of hitting this frame with my my air hammer there was three to four inches of rust on the floor in my bay underneath this truck and I'm not talking about one little pile I'm talking about of an eight foot by 12 foot bed of rust flakes of rust chunks of rust all pieces that used to be part of my G my Jimmy my GMC it was at that point I decided that I was going to need to uh, move that vehicle along to another owner as much as I loved it it hurt my feelings to send it on its way, but uh, 
I had to before I did something heinous to it. I actually entertained the idea of finding another one with a good frame, sandblasting it, painting it with epoxy primer and putting pour 15 on it so that it would never rust and then swapping over all the components and then continuing to drive it. And that was actually quite a viable alternative for me because that's all things that I can do without too much trouble. But uh, instead, because I have so many other projects already going on, which Boys and Girls is a whole nother podcast, which I don't really want to do because it's just going to paint a picture of me to you that I can't do anything worth the fuck. But I didn't do anything to that truck other than trade it in. And it went back to a General Motors dealership. And uh, there was nothing heinous that I had done to it other than drive it. And chemistry had ruined that vehicle. So heinousness comes in many forms, whether it's stickers, uh, whether it's on purpose by you, whether it's on purpose by me, whether it's on purpose at the end of a shotgun or a 12 gauge or an AK-47, or whether it's through the chemistry of rust and corrosion, or whether uh, during the course of driving it, somebody else decides to heinously modify your vehicle by hitting it. Uh, Maybe you are involved with heinously modifying your vehicle by hitting something. Maybe you roll it over. Maybe somehow it catches on fire. Maybe you set it on fire. Maybe you're one of those fucking people. Yeah, there's a lot of heinous things that can happen to a car. So you need to remember that cars are consumer products. Don't get too worked up about it, okay, boys and girls? If you got something you want to do to your car, I say go ahead. You know, if you have an old, and I've seen this a million times, let's say you have an old Buick LeSabre, maybe a 88, maybe 87, maybe a 70s. It doesn't even really matter. Let's just say you have an old Buick LeSabre and it runs okay. And the tires still hold air and you can put gas in it and drive it if you want. But it's not much good for anything else. I mean, it's such an enormous thing. And if you wanted to try to drive it daily, it would eat you out of house and home and gas. And you know what? You've always wanted a convertible. Go nuts. Take the saws all out back and saw the roof off the fucking thing. Guess what? You got a convertible now. And if it rains in it, who cares? It's a car. Do heinous things to it on purpose. That can be fun. It can definitely be fun. All right. You know, I made this podcast just now uh, for you guys as sort of a joke. Uh, only, only because, I mean, I need to lighten up every once in a while, right? It wasn't angry at all. People are going to do heinous things to cars. You're going to do heinous things to cars. Just do them with a smile. We're all here for 60, 70, 80 years, hopefully. Uh, there's going to be lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of cars in our life, in our lifetime. Go out, fix them if you can. If you can't, fuck them. Fuck them up. Fuck them up bad. Shoot them, burn them, saw the roof off. I don't just just have some fun. All right. That's what your Uncle Jimmy's doing right now. But you know what? I'm getting a little tired and I've had enough fun for one fucking day. I think uh, hopefully you've had enough too. I'm going to sign off now saying see ya.